0: I have found over the years that the Lord works, I hesitate to use the phrase in mysterious ways, but in different ways, in dealing with me and in uh, showing me what he wants me to preach, specific principles, specific passages, things of that nature. I have a pad in my bedroom because there have been times in the middle of the night I've had to wake up, just one eye open, one eye closed, and the Lord has given me, the, and i got to write it down. Because y'all know I can't remember nothing. I mean, that's just, it's just a sad truth. I'm an old man, and, you know, I ain't getting no younger, and my mind is going, I understand all that, but I can't remember nothing, so you have to write it down. Um, and there are other times when I'm exposed to this or that, but to make a long story short, I was flipping channels Uh, trying to find something decent uh, the other day and I was going through, I don't watch a lot of, you know, so-called Christian television because it just gets, I get upset and I start talking to the TV. What in the world do you, you know, but there was one particular person and I'm going to try to be careful not to identify this individual because I would not walk across the street here what they had to say, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't do it and I thought, well, I hadn't heard anything from them, you know, about them in a good while and their program was on, and I, you know, whatever you know, motivated me. I clicked on it, and this individual, you know, used to stand before thousands of folks, but it looked like they was on the uh, the couch at their house with uh, just you know, little small camera type deals, uh, taping this particular program. But anyway, this particular individual, and uh, you say, well, brother, and if you didn't have any confidence in him, I, I did, It was I was just curious. Plus, uh, the truth of the matter is that the Lord caused Balaam's donkey to speak. If he can make a donkey talk, he can get something out of anybody. He can get something out of me, amen. So um, this particular individual was teaching on this particular verse and gave an insight to it that really knocked me, but I, I, I went, wow, I'd never heard that. So the Lord planted the seed there for me to investigate into this particular verse. Uh, what the meaning is and how it applies to us now a few years ago most of you know I made the switch. I went from the 1947 revision of the King James Version thee thou thou couldest wouldest shouldest mightest didest To the new King James Version which talks close to what way we call nope unless you're Amish or a Quaker uh, You do not speak archaic English now I have a copy of the original 1611 King James in my office, and if you can read it, more power to you. They do not use the letter S instead of the letter S, the letter F is used, which can get you in trouble in some. Sort. Anyway, but it just you know that's just how it is. And I'm not knocking the King James version. I love the King James version. I I, I was discipled in the King James version, but we need to study and find out because the way them folks talked. Ain't exactly the way we talk. And some of the words that they use, Brother Greg's got tickled, Brother Dan. I see. That's all right. Y'all praying for me. I know that. And some of the phrases and stuff that they use, we don't use that anymore. And it's real easy to be misunderstood. Now, looking at this from the 47 revision, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, when you look at that, you say, okay, there is no vision. That's a connotation of eyesight. Something that is perceived by sight, where there is no vision, the people perish. What does that mean to perish? That means you're done away. You die. You cease to exist. When, some, when someone or something perishes, that means that life is gone. And, and that would be a perfectly understandable uh, assumption into what this verse means. It don't mean that. This is what it means. Praise God from the new King James Version. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. Instead of something that is experienced by sight, What that scripture means from the Hebrew, and I checked it out, I I, I dug down into it. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Where there is no revelation, what it's saying, the people embrace immorality. Where there is no revelation, there becomes an absence of morals. And we see that in the society in which we live. We live in an ungodly society. I mean, that's just, you know, preach me happy, Brother Andy, but that's just, Sister Dawkins would say, that's a truth anyhow. It's a truth anyhow. We live in an ungodly society. When you see the, the division that is in our country, And the extremes to which people will go to fight against the gospel of Jesus. I saw on Facebook the other day, there was a photograph of some poor man on his way to hell that had a a, a t-shirt that said, if Jesus comes back, kill him again. I'm thinking that man has no idea of whom he speaks. Jesus is coming back. But ain't nobody going to kill him again. Amen. What's wrong? You say, well, that guy's demented. That guy, he's full of. We make all these accusations. You know what the trouble is with that fella? He don't know who Jesus is. There has been no revelation. No one has given him Holy Ghost anointed instructions concerning the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. I see folks, and I have for years, and if you're wearing one, I'm not, this is not a criticism. I just want to let you know where I'm coming from. You know, and you see, see a lot of it in, in the in the Roman Catholic Church. People wear these, and you, anybody ever been to a Catholic hospital? Every wall, there's a crucifix. There is an image of Jesus hanging on the cross. Some people wear them around their neck. They got a crucifix, wearing around their neck. That, Jesus ain't on the cross anymore. If you want to get an accurate understanding of what he looks like today go to the book of revelation there is no suffering savior lamb of god hanging on the cross who the jesus whom we worship is a holy warrior king. Praise God forever. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. His hair is white. His eyes are as a flaming fire, and out of his mouth proceeds a two-edged sword. When he returns, praise God, not only to resurrect the dead in Christ and catch away the living saints, I'm talking about seven years later at the end of the great tribulation period when he returns and puts his foot on the Mount of Olives, the very earth beneath his feet is going to split apart and create a great valley. I'm telling you, he is king of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And he will rule and reign and by the end of his king, there shall be no end to the kingdom of the Lord. Praise God. Where there is no revelation, where the word of God is not going forth, their people cast off restraint, the instruction in the truth of God's word, which at that time was given by the prophets and the prophets did have vision. So I understand a little connotation there. In First Samuel chapter three, verse one, listen, Then the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. When you read that, you see the condition of Israel was pitiful. It's like the condition of the United States. Amen. We got a whole lot of preaching going on, a lot of stuff on so-called Christian television, but you better be careful what you receive into your mind and into your spirit. You had better check the preacher. That's why I encourage every one of you, check up behind me. Don't believe it just because Brother Andy said it. Believe it because you have prayed and studied the Word of God for yourself. Amen. If, if this congregation just turns into a, that's what a cult is. When you, when you aspire such devotion to a man that whatever comes out of his mouth, just because Brother Andy said it, no, 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 no. It's because what the Word of God declares. It is what the Spirit of the Lord has revealed to each and every one of us. Amen. Why? So when that bad doctrine, to say the least, comes our way, instead of embracing it, we refuse it. That's not what the Bible says. Amen. I know what the Bible says. It's like the Spirit of God. When you're in a situation where another spirit, you go, Whoa, that ain't the Holy Ghost. Well, how do you know? I know what the Holy Ghost is. And I hate to keep talking about yesterday, but when that little old four-year-old girl sang, I have decided to follow Jesus, Brother Andy knew who the Holy Ghost was. I was back there where Kirk is sitting, and man, I tell you, it was the Spirit of God. It didn't bother me that her her folks were Adventists. I know we have disagreements along doctrinal lines and things that are not enough to break fellowship, but I mean, we have disagreements. It wasn't that. That little child was innocent, and her worship was pure before the Lord, and he accepted it. And then that entire congregation of folks, I reckon I was the only one that was about to cut loose. So you know what I did? I waited and I cut loose this morning. (laughs) Yes, I did. I was waiting for Sunday morning. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for Sunday morning. Let the choir sing. Let the Spirit of God move in this house. And Lord, give me liberty to cut loose like I felt like cutting loose yesterday when that little old girl was singing. Amen. Praise God. Where there is no revelation. The people perish. They are deprived of moral restraints. And that is the world in which we live. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 27. The Spirit of God led me to this particular portion. We all know it just about by heart. Jesus is speaking and he says, All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Verse 28, here's the verse we all quote. Come to me. 48 revision says, 47 revision says, come unto me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. How many folks enjoy that? I do. Oh, don't sit there and look at me tonight. I worship myself silly this morning, I can't. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. Anybody ever ever been heavy laden? Anybody in this house ever been under a load? Woo! And have you ever experienced the refreshing presence of the Lord when you brought it to him? That's why I encourage folks. If you brought something to church tonight you don't want to take back home, I have good news to bring. You can drag it on down to this altar, give it to Jesus, and you can go home without it. Glory. Come unto me, all you who labor heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and listen, 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 and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What is the answer to a society that has gone crazy? Come unto Jesus. Amen. You see, the the consequences, the side effects of this sinful society are awful. And we see them played out in the lives of folks every day. But people don't have to be miserable. Here's the good news of the gospel that we have to share with everybody. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be sorrowful. You don't have to drag a ball and chain through this life. You can come unto Jesus. You can learn from him. Now, praise God, you in a Pentecostal church, you know what that means? That means that every child of God in this house, we have one thing in common. We believe that God Almighty can do anything at any time. Amen. That tonight could be the night. Brother Andy, I'm sick. Tonight could be the night that you get healed. Amen. Brother Andy, I'm lost. Tonight could be the night that you get saved. Brother Andy, I've been backslidden. Tonight could be the night that you are restored. Boy, oh, Brother Andy, I'm facing a hard time. Tonight could be the night. Praise God that whatever you need, you can find it in an altar of prayer with your hands lifted toward heaven calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can come unto him and he'll do a work in you. There will be a demonstration of the power of Almighty God in your behalf and it could happen tonight. Amen. Happen tonight. Happened to me more than once. I have been there in the pew when I was the only one in the house that the Spirit of God spoke to that message in tongues and interpretation Brother W.D. Johnson shouted it out son you got one of those when you get a message in tongues interpretation and the Spirit of God just about calls your name says, son, I was the only one in that. And you know what? We had a completely order of service set up for that that Wednesday night. It was a Wednesday night. We had a completely different order of service. Brother was going to do one of them chalk drawings. We all enjoy that. But the Lord said, no, he ain't going to do a chalk drawing yet. I've got a child in this house that needs me, and I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to just absolutely mess up the order of service, but I'm going to do it so that he may have an opportunity to come to this altar because I've got something for him. If he will come unto me, I will give him rest. Amen. Woo! That's exactly what happened. I stepped my big old self out from that pew, waltzed my way down to that altar, lifted my hands toward heaven, and the Lord did just exactly what he promised me that he would do. I went back to my seat, but I had the peace of God in my heart. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. But there's more to it than that. Because after Sunday, Monday comes. After Wednesday night, Thursday comes. We don't get to stay in church all the time. Be great, wouldn't it? We got to work. Paul said, if you don't work, you don't eat. We don't work, we don't eat. So what do I do Monday? What do I do Thursday? Learn of me. Learn of me. Open that Bible and read it and pray and educate yourself in the Word of God. Don't learn about Andy. Learn about Jesus. Because the more we know about Jesus, we experience that rest. He said, learn from me and you will what? Experience, you will find what? Rest for your souls. We got folks in the church that, that, you know, Lord help us. That, that, That are absolutely strung out. Anxiety has just stretched them like a rubber band. And they'll come to. And here's a wonderful thing about the Lord: ain't nobody like Jesus. If you, every time you come to the altar, He'll bless you. Every time you come to the altar, you mean business with Him. He'll touch you. Praise God. But we don't have to be on this spiritual roller coaster, boy. If I could just stay and I've heard folks say, but then if I could just stay in church. Well, here's the good news. This works at home. Learn of Christ, learn from Him. He said, I'm meek and lowly, and you will find rest for your soul. People are getting rich, multimillionaires. They're selling stuff to folks, and, and, and the advertisement just says, If you do this, you'll have peace. You'll use this product you'll have peace. You use my product, you'll have fulfillment. Come on now. I mean, it's, it's from, from, from the sale of alcohol, the beer commercials, liquor commercials. Have you ever noticed there ain't no ugly women in a liquor commercial? I got your attention, didn't it, Brother Andy, where do these things come from that you just blurt out? I just say, thank you, Lord. So I'll wake them up and say this. Ain't no ugly men in a liquor commercial. They ain't no pot-bellied folks in a liquor commercial. They're all. Movie stars drink this tequila. You look at that guy and say, man, it, that guy's face, I know he's supposed to be handsome, but, you know, they don't show you the other side of that mess. You know why? Listen, listen, here's a revelation. You want a revelation? Let's get TBN right quick. You want a revelation? They're lying to you. Because nothing and nobody can satisfy your soul except for the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He said, if you will learn of me, if you'll make the effort, amen, if all you can afford is a dollar Bible from the Dollar Tree with print so small you gotta have a magnifying glass to read it, then get you one. But if you're spending money on other stuff that really isn't going to benefit you, get you a good Bible that you can read and that you can understand what you're reading so that you can learn about Jesus and from that knowledge of him you can experience rest for your soul. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off moral restraint. And it is a sad reality when it happens in the church when very clear scriptural directives are absolutely ignored and replaced by this. Well, I feel like, in my opinion, listen, beloved, what you feel like don't mean diddly squat. And your opinion and my opinion ain't much either. You know what matters? What that Bible says. Amen. I wa- <laughs> and I'm trying to be sweet. Oh, I ain't going to be sweet. I'm just going to get in trouble. I watched the 2018 General Assembly of the Church of God on the Internet. Old Jensen Franklin did a pretty good job. Hey, did you watch that? Old Jensen, he tore it up, didn't he? Brother Brother Hill tried to get it worked up, but it just wasn't happening. You know why it wasn't happening? And this is going to offend some folks, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. Because Brother Batts told me, son, I've always believed if I loved somebody, I'd tell them the truth. Even if it made them mad at me, I'd tell them the truth anyway. So we're in one of those moments, all right? They had a group on there. I think it was connected with Lee College somehow. And there was a gal on there. And she had shaved the sides of her head and the back of her head and all she had was a little plop of hair on top of her head. Now, she wasn't a cancer patient. She did this on purpose. And she's got a wireless mic and she's just. I have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with initial evidence of speaking in other tongues and I know where the Holy Ghost is and where he ain't and he was not there. Why? Because when we violate that word He's not going to endorse it. But when we obey that word, we can expect him. Now, I ain't getting on women's hair and all that. I'm just saying. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about shaved head. Shaved head. Amen. You know why the Lord blessed like he did this morning? Because we shared his blessings with other folks. We're not Seventh-day Adventists. I did tell that lady, I'm Adventist. I'm looking for Jesus to come. Amen. Today be fine. So come quickly, Lord Jesus. I'm an Adventist as far as that goes. They don't eat meat, but, you know, I do. I ate eight chickens at Ryan's at that night. <laughs> I told her, I said, that food is really, it's delicious. It's good, but just don't it don't stay with me because I just, you know, because I'm starving to death. And that is no criticism because you know what? Them folks are probably going to live longer than we do, and they're probably a lot healthier than we are, okay? So let's you know give them a little love but because this congregation said we will share the blessing when lord blessed us with a bus and we had one van too many we didn't put it on you know whatever on the internet to sell it let's be a blessing let's give that ford van called up brother billy anderson let's give that ford van to a church in mexico who's just wrecked their van let's give it to them for nothing when we bought the bus, what are we going to do? We got an extra van. This GMC van. What are we going to do with this van? Why don't we give it that Hispanic congregation up in town? Tri- whoa, Glory to God. Why don't we just give it to them? Amen. Don't ask them for nothing. Why don't we just hand it the keys over and say to God, "Be the glory. Use it upbuild the kingdom. Ferry these children into the house of God." There is a principle found in 1 John 3 and I know I keep going back to that but if we will ever really and I believe we're doing it if we'll ever really embrace it there is no limit to what the Lord will accomplish in our midst. If we do those things that are pleasing in His sight He will bless us If we do those things that are pleasing in, and we don't know what's pleasing in his sight until we get into the book. And we've come to a place of submission which says, I submit myself to the word of almighty God. It's not a question of how I feel. It's not a question of what my opinion may be. The question is what does the Lord say? What does He say? I will do what He says because He said it. And that's it. End of argument. End of debate. So, what did He say, do? Love me, love your neighbor. And love your enemy. When we do that, get ready. I don't want to get, you know, steal Brother Jake's signature phrase there, but get ready. Because when we do those things that are pleasing in his sight, he will bless us. He will bless our socks off, amen. Which is all right. I've seen some things. I remember Sister Boland get up here shout, and we had to pick up the bobby pins. She was a bobby pin sister. Maybe I'll run around. Sister is a bobby pin. Sister, she got through. and We went around. She <laughs> used a magnet picking up bobby pin. I've seen her literally. I've seen Sister Bowling literally shout her shoes off. That when she got through, her shoes was over here. they were not on her feet anymore because she had. I mean, you can't. whoo, go! You can't buy that, and you can't work it up. No measure of theatrics can replace it. You know what happened in this house this morning? Wasn't on the program. I got a message I'm still going to preach. The message I was going to preach this morning, I'm not preaching tonight. I'll get around to it. We didn't even get the special singing. Brother Rick sang tonight. He was on the program to sing this morning. But while the choir was singing, the Spirit of the Lord just moved in this house in a wonderful, unplanned, unworked up, spontaneous fashion. And everybody that said, Lord, I want it, got it. That's who we serve. And the people who left, especially those who came up this altar, they were glad they came to the house of God because they left here with something they didn't have when they came in. Well, i got one more portion. We're going to pray. First Corinthians 6 and 9. The apostle speaking to the church. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you don't hear that because most people are preaching self-help. But there comes a time you just got to get down to the bare bones and say, Look, folks, there are those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. And this is one of Paul's lists in which he says, If you follow this category, you got trouble. But then he follows that up with verse number 11. And such were, past tense, some of you. I don't, whoo, I'll sink in for a second. And such were off of this list of people that, you know, nobody wants to associate with that. Nobody wants to raise their hand now. and I'll say, yeah, brother, I'm number three on that list. Paul speaking to the church says, and such were, past tense, some of you. But you were washed But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you. He's reminding them. Ain't nobody got no right to brag about the life we used to live. No, 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 no. don't boast about that. There's nothing to boast for. And such were some of you. You were on the list. You were so sorry and low down, you ain't worth the price of a bullet to blow your brains out. That's one of my favorite, (laughs) that's why I ain't on TV. I can't put him on TV, he's liable to say anything. You know what that scripture means? I mean, we read it, kind of gloss over it. Do we we appreciate what that verse means? And such were some of you. But you're washed, you're sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Do Do we appreciate what that means? That means that Jesus can save anybody. That means that Jesus will save anybody. woo Lord to God he will save anybody if you're on that list Paul said and such were some of you but you have experienced him you have encountered him you have believed upon him with all of your heart and he has been faithful to his promise to seek and to save that which was lost Hallelujah! Where there is no revelation, where there is no proclamation of the Word of God, people cast off restraint. I don't serve God because He frightens me. I can get over that. I've been scared before and got over it. You won't be scared? Hollywood pumps out them slasher movies every year. And some folks are just addicted to the adrenaline rush they get, and they get scared. But you ain't going to serve God because you're afraid of him. But you will serve God when you love him. You'll serve him when you love him. Praise God. Instead of casting off restraint, you will put on restraint because you love him. Instead of wanting to be popular with the latest fad, and God help the church and fads. Instead of being popular with the latest fad, and not to, I'm not judging that woman. I mean, that's that, that, just one of, of several deals I could have brought up. I'm not judging that lady. I'm just telling you that that's not what the Word of God says. I'm not her judge. Hallelujah. She ain't mine. I'm thankful. that's not what the word of God says you know what happens to you when you fall in love with Jesus let me tell you what happened to me I could not care less everybody we've been waiting for this all sermon about what anybody has to say about my walk with God if I don't do what is socially acceptable and popular for the culture too bad oh preacher you ought to do this you ought to do that if you just you know if you just do if you just paint your ceiling black, ain't gonna happen here. Not while I'm pastor. Amen. Amen. Woo glory. What you need are some lights. You need a black stage. And you need to be cool. Cause if you're cool, people come cause they're cool. A lot of, you know what? The Bible says in the last days people would do what? Seek out teachers. Why? They have itching ears. What are they itching for? They want somebody to tell them that you live just any way you want to and it'll be all right and it won't be all right. It won't be all right. You just come to the church where the pastor will tell you it won't be all right. You'll just be cool. So that folks, you know, if you're seeker seeker friendly, you'll just be inoffensive. This gospel is offensive. You know how offensive it is? It is this offensive. If you don't get yourself right with God, if you don't pray, if you don't experience a salvation that is only found in faith through Christ Jesus and by an expression of God's grace, when you die, you are going to hell. Now that just don't cut it with you know popular thought as far as church growth is concerned. Let's have a church growth exposition. Let's appoint a committee. Let's not. Let's pray and ask the God to renew the gift of healing in the body of Christ. woo You know what? I fill this house up. Not putting an ad in the Sun News. Not getting somebody that, hey, I saw him on TV come and preach. But when it gets out, hey, you know what happened? You know what happened to that brother right there? He ain't got no cartilage in his hip. It wasn't even during service. It was after service was over. He can't walk. Amen. Yes, he can. Why? Because the Lord touched him. When it gets out in the community that Jesus is healing people at Pentecostal Worship Center, we will not be able to hold the number of folks. (coughs) We'll be out in the ministry center. Because this room won't hold them. Even if we went to multiple services, this room wouldn't hold them. If I preached, i drop, and Brother Kevin preaches, he drops, and Brother Brynn preaches, he drops. We call Brother Aaron, hey, Brother Aaron, we all preach till we drop. We need somebody to come pick it up, carry it on. This room would never hold them. When that healing, you know why people, and I shared this with you this morning, and it's part of the message I was going to preach this morning. You know why the multitudes followed Jesus? He spake as no man ever spake, sure. But he healed people. You got a Aunt Gertrude that was blind, and you meet her, and hey, what's different about you? I can see. Wow, what happened that you can see? A a rabbi from Galilee named Yeshua Jesus. He touched me and healed me and made me whole. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. That's what it is. That's my heart's desire. Amen. For us to preach the gospel to folks that are lost, to send a Richie White into the prisons, and and, and he'll be, he'll be dealing and has been with men who have no hope because they ain't getting out alive. You you have a life sentence. You will remain incarcerated until the breath leaves your body. You have no, you you. you remove hope from a man he's liable to do anything but you can take that same hopeless man and share the gospel with him and that man can have an experience with Jesus Christ that is real and from the inside of his cell he is a free man amen where there is no revelation the people cast off restraint where the Word of God is not proclaimed. It's like the book of Judges, and every man did what was right in his own sight. I'm not judging that woman. I'm sure she feels like, well, there ain't nothing wrong with this. Somebody needs to open her Bible. Amen. And go down the list. We live in such a confused society today that we have males and females, and then you have an ex and, and people are saying, well, let that child grow up, and then they can decide what gender they are. Can I give you a real short science quiz here? Chromosomes are what they are. And you either got the X chromosome or you got a Y. You got a Y, hello, you are a male. You'll have that. No, no amount of surgery is going to change that. You know why men don't play women in tennis? Why do they have women's tennis and men's tennis? Why don't they just let them all go at it together? Because the women would lose. Oh, Brother Andy, that's not politically correct. The reason the women would lose is because their hips ain't made the way a man's hips are. And he has a natural, I'm an old tennis player, I can tell you. A man has a natural advantage over a woman because of the way their body is put together. But our society is so confused and we're raising children who are confused. And they don't know and they don't have any direction in their life. And nobody has told them there is a source of truth that is absolute. It is the word of God, man. And if you'll get in it, if you'll learn it, if you'll learn about Jesus, learn from him, he will give you rest for your soul. Praise God. What you can't find in a bottle of alcohol, what you can't find in a bag of marijuana, What you can't find with a a, a thing, a a dispenser of, of methamphetamine. What you can't find in an immoral relationship. What that world cannot give you because that world does not possess it. It's a counterfeit and a lie. But let the truth of God go forth. It's from this congregation and from nowhere else. Learn of Jesus. Invest in a good Bible. Take the time to pray and to study the Word of God for yourself. I don't want you dependent upon me. Oh, my only source for that is Brother Andy. I failed you. I failed you. That's the case. And I'm ashamed before the Lord if that's the case. But if you study the Word of God for yourself and pray, and you get yourself anchored and established in this faith, so that when that storm blows, you're on the rock. Amen. And you're not tossed about by every wind of doctrine, but you are established in the truth. So it don't matter what happens to Brother Andy because my faith is not in Brother Andy. I, w- I expect you to love me. But don't you dare worship me. Because I promise you, I'll, I'll stomp that dog, first wind of it I catch. And I don't even know why I'm going in this direction. I, I hope, pray to God, nobody would do that. But my point is this. Search the scriptures. That particular verse, what that person on TV's, and I, I went, I can't believe Lord, that you use that. If the Lord can use that person on that particular program whose name I'm not going to mention, I might offend some folks, That he can use anybody. And if he can plant a seed and germinate this message tonight just based on that two minutes when that person said, the, you know, the real interpretation of this is not vision as far as you can see or perish as far as dying, but when there is no revelation that the people cast off moral restraint. And I went, wow. Well, I've been around some guy, and there was a phrase that was popular, not as much now as it was a few years ago, called vision casting. And they would use this particular verse. You get a new pastor come in, he casts a vision. I was never comfortable with that. There was just something about that. I just go, Lord, I'm just am not comfortable with that. We have objectives. They're not at the whim of an individual. You want to know what the vision statement of this church is? Get a copy of the Constitution and bylaws. It's in there under objectives, and those stay. That's in the, they're not going to be changed. That's it. Those, those, those are our objectives. That is the, quote, vision for the congregation. So that whoever comes through, they have, you know, and it, it's, there's nothing wrong with, it, with a, a minister or pastor saying, I have objectives I'd like for us to accomplish. That's all well and good, but just using this particular verse, out of context, say, I'm casting a vision. That's where folks get messed up. That's where folks get tangled up in doctrine that is not right. Let us study the Word of God. Let us prayerfully study the Word of God. And as John said, let that same anointing teach us. You know what will happen? If you pray and study the Word of God, a miracle is going to take place. The Spirit of the Lord is going to blow the Word of God up in your mind. and, you're gonna, and, you, and what, What's the effect of that, Brother Andy? I'm trying to quit, I promise. You live with confidence. Anybody tired of living in fear? We live in confidence. Why? Because with God all things are possible. It's an open-ended promise. We live in confidence. Why? Because like David said, He is my shield. He's my buckler. He's everything to me. Everything I need. He is. (coughs) And when I face the dilemmas of living in a sin-cursed world, I don't fly all to pieces Brother Andy, you don't care. You ain't tore up like I am. Why ain't you tore up? Because the God we serve is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond that which we can ask or think. So we don't live in fear anymore. We live in confidence of the Lord who loves us and gave himself for us. Praise God. Our children can live in confidence. Amen. I know what it's like. You got kids in school and another kid, hey, man. Y'all don't do this or that or the other. What, you know, I don't understand your church. I heard y'all speak in tongues, to your church. I worked with a guy years ago in Cotton Mill. We sat down at, at, at break time, and he was talking, and uh, he, he, does, he, he go, attends a church that don't believe nothing like we do. And, he, and I was sitting beside him, and he's talking to this other person. He has got talking about speaking in tongues, and I got tickled. And I looked over at him and I said, hey. He said, what? I said, I speak in tongues. (laughs) I freaked him out. Doesn't mean everybody in the world is going to love us, embrace us, and agree with us, but let me tell you what. The Lord God omnipotent reigns, and if you love Jesus, you get to go to heaven. Amen. Stand together with me. The Lord said he's through with me.